Hello, and welcome to the Life Center Podcast. We're a church in Tacoma, Washington that exists to inspire our community to love and follow Jesus. To find out more about what's going on at all of our campuses, you can download the Life Center app, interact with us on social media, or visit lifecenter.com. Let's jump into this week's message. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody, I want to thank you for joining with us today at Life Center. This weekend, we are doing a special video message across all of our campuses as we continue on in our series entitled Crossing Over. We've spent the past two weeks looking at the idea of both the legacy and the opportunity. And this week, I wanna talk about the crossing. This is what it all leads up to. And today, I'm here at the edge of a river, much like we're about to read in Joshua chapter three. Up until this point, God had reminded the people, okay, Joshua's in charge. He's going to lead you because on the other side of the river is the land that I've promised you. Now, remember 40 years earlier, a different generation had come to the edge of the promised land, but they didn't trust God. They saw all of the fruit. They saw all of the opportunities, but they also saw all of the obstacles. And they said, We can't do it. So they spent the next 40 years wandering the wilderness because of their disbelief, because of their disobedience. And now we find them once again at the edge of the Jordan River and they're about to cross into the land that God had promised. And I want us to consider the words in Joshua chapter three. We're gonna go to verse one. It says this, Joshua started early the next morning and left the Acacia Grove with all the Israelites. They went as far as the Jordan and stayed there before crossing. After three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God carried by the Levitical priests, you are to break camp and follow it. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between yourselves and the ark. Don't go near it so that you can see the way to go. Why? For you haven't traveled this way before. Now it's important to remember the Ark of the Covenant, it it carried, it represented the presence of God. Quite literally, God is telling his people, listen, I'm gonna show you where to go. And you need to understand that because where you're about to go is not a place that you've been to yet. I'm gonna give you direction. You're gonna take some new ground. You're gonna take some new territory, but you have to keep in step with me. Now listen to Joshua's words in verse five. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves because the Lord will do wonders among you tomorrow. What does Joshua say to the people? Listen, tomorrow's going to be a game-changing day. We are going to cross over this river that's at flood stage. And so what do you need to do? You need to consecrate yourselves. You need to set yourselves apart. Look at verse 14. It says, when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carried the Ark of the Covenant ahead of the people. Now the Jordan overflows its banks throughout the harvest season. Let me pause here for a second. The the people, they've been brought to the edge of the river, they they know that the promised land is just on the other side of it. And let's be honest, there's never a convenient time to bring an entire nation across the river. But I'll tell you one of the most inconvenient times 
it would be when the rivers flooded. And that's exactly the moment that God chooses. He says, I, I want you to cross the river, but the river is at flood stage. But as soon as the priests carrying the ark reached the Jordan, their feet touched the water at its edge and the water flowing downstream stood still, raising up in a mass that extended as far as Adam, a city next to Zarethan. The water flowing downstream into the Sea of Arabia, the Dead Sea was completely cut off and the people crossed opposite of Jericho. The priests carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood firmly on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan. Again, a moment ago, the river's at flood stage. Now they're standing on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all of Israel crossed on dry ground until the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan. I love this moment because Joshua, he, he assumes leadership and yet, wouldn't you know, the river is conveniently flooded. Here's the question I want you to consider today. Where is God calling you to cross over? For you personally, what, what is it that God is prompting you? What, what have you been sensing that, that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you about? Because I have good news for each of us today. You ready for this? God's plan always includes his provision. If he's calling you to something, guess what? He will provide. For Life Center, as, as he calls us to engage in his plan, in his mission, guess what? He will provide. But let's be honest, in, in this place of provision, the people find themselves at the edge of a flooded river. What's a flooded river? A flooded river is an impossibility. What's the impossibility for you right now? Maybe it's a crisis in your marriage. Maybe it's in your health, your finances. Maybe for you, you're asking questions about who we are as Life Center and where do we go from here? How, how are we gonna navigate global pandemic, division politically, the, the dynamics going on in our nation? There's, there's a lot of flooded rivers, it seems like, all around us. But never forget this. Even though a flooded river, it represents an impossibility, never forget an impossibility is always an opportunity for a miracle. See, we must remember that though God has provision for his promises, his provision might not always look like we expect or planned. The people at the edge of the river, they said, hey God, we're willing to go into new land, but you better build a bridge. Guess what? God didn't build a bridge. Hey God, we'll cross over, but where's the boat? Guess God, God didn't provide them a boat. What did he provide? He provided dry land. And God's provision for you, it might look different than you expect, but I wanna remind you, God is always faithful to provide for what he promises? Where is he leading you to cross over? See, in your personal life, maybe he's calling you to cross over and take some new territory in, in your personal growth and in your integrity and, and moving from being a consumer at church to being a contributor within the church. 
Maybe he's calling you to take some new ground in your marriage this year or as a parent or adjusting things in your heart corporately as life center. Where is he calling us to cross over into? See, God's plan and purpose is always to bring us in to engage in his mission. What does this mean for us? Every life in our communities experiencing life in him helping people know him and make him known, not just going to church, but being the church. What's gonna be his provision for us as Life Center to do that? It's gonna be people just like us, living on mission. See, today I wanna talk about four keys to the crossover. It's one thing to come up to the edge of the river and recognize, okay, we're at a river, but what are the keys to the crossover? Well, number one is this, Listen for the prompt. See, key number one is the prompt. Remember in the, in the story we just read, God is speaking to Joshua. Joshua goes and he tells the people, listen, the Lord is going to lead us across the river in just a matter of days. And, and so we need to get ourselves ready. So let me ask you, where, where are you currently sensing the prompt of God in your life? What do you sense him calling you to do? Where, where is he saying, hey, it's time to get ready. Hey, it's time to cross over. Hey, it's, it's time to take some new territory. You see the prompt for the, the people of Israel, get ready to move and follow the ark. <laughs> In a very similar way, I, I think it's a good message for us. Life Center, we gotta be ready to move, but also we cannot sacrifice following God's presence. Now understand, Jesus, he, he replaced the ark. We don't follow the, the physical ark of the covenant anymore. Jesus is the fulfillment of all the law and the prophets. But what did the prompt do? The prompt led them in their feet to the edge of a flooded river. Can I be honest? I, I think there's some flooded rivers in front of each of us. As I look around these last number of years, I think about the flooded rivers of culture. You see right now, there, there's a current in culture that wants to keep you trapped on, on the side of the river that you're currently in. But what, it, what does it look like for us to, to cross over and take new ground? We, we gotta ignore, ignore the, the dynamic of the, the current of culture. Some of us, we find our feet up against the flood waters of fear. Maybe you've been attacked for not doing enough or attacked for doing too much. Maybe people have expressed their opinions to you that, that you're not walking by faith or, or how, what, how you're doing or what you're doing, it's not enough or it's not good enough. And some people, they, they look at the church right now and well, I, I don't know how to engage or how I should engage and as we navigate the dynamics of a pandemic. I look at culture right now and one of the floodwaters that I see is the, the floodwaters of formation. There's a lot of people, they, their feet are up against that floodwater of being formed by politics or formed by news headlines or formed by the fear of cancel culture and it keeps us trapped on this side of the river. I think one of the floodwaters for us is Life Center is the floodwaters of legacy. 
Listen, this, this fall we celebrate 103 years of existing in Pierce County on mission with Jesus. And listen, I'm so thankful for where we've been, but, but I never wanna be an individual that I set up camp and I just live with where we've been instead of pressing into where God is calling us to go. And sometimes the, the legacy that we have is as much of a blessing as it is, it can keep us from moving forward. And I think there's another flood water that that taps on, which is the flood waters of comfort. You see, to take new ground it means that we have to move out of what's familiar and what is comfortable. But again, I wanna remind you, what God promises, he's always faithful to provide. So where is he calling us to cross over? We, we have to listen to the prompt. So where do we go after the prompt? Again, the children of Israel, they've been promised this new territory, this new ground on the other side of a flooded river. And we read next that there's two things in this continuation of taking new ground. There's, there's the preparation, but there's also the position. The preparation and the position. How did they prepare? Well, understand it wasn't just strategy. Now they had strategy. They sent out spies in chapter two, but it wasn't just that the preparation of creating a great strategy or even creating a perfect plan. Now they had some plans. In fact, some of the plans that we're going to read about, they seem a little bit maybe crazy to us. But there was some preparation that God was, was doing in them to get them ready to actually take that step and, and cross over. And what was that preparation? It was the call to be consecrated. Now, I know that's not a word you probably use a lot in everyday language, but consecration is all about this. It's all about being set apart. And remember, Joshua told the people of Israel, here's what I need you to do. I need you to consecrate yourselves. I need you to set yourselves apart. Why? Because tomorrow God's gonna do something amazing among you. So what does that look like for you as an individual? Maybe, maybe there's some consecration that God wants you to engage in as you get ready to take some new ground in your life this year. Maybe there's some areas where as, as a community called Life Center that we need to, to kind of consecrate ourselves, get ready for what God wants to do. And, and that's part of the preparation, but also I think what matters is the position of our heart. See, what, what position do we need to take new ground, to, to get ready for that crossing? And I think about the position of the people of Israel that we read about. What was the position for them? It was faith. It was faith. What I love about the people of Israel, it wasn't just that they had hearts full of faith, but that their feet were ready too. Now it's one thing to say, yeah, man, I got faith. Man, my heart is full of faith, but, but are your feet full of faith? In other words, are you ready to take the steps that God's inviting you to? It's one thing to hear the prompt. It's another thing to prepare for it, but... We have to have the right position in our heart. 
So we have to ask ourselves, will I stay or will I step? See, I've learned this in my journey with Jesus. Maybe you can identify the, the first step is always the most difficult. The first step is always the most challenging. God, are you really gonna come through? Can, can I really trust you with this? If, if I step out, what if it doesn't happen? And yet he still invites us to take that position of faith. That first step is the most difficult. Understand, the water didn't stop when they received the prompt. They, they were told, hey, get ready. We're gonna cross over tomorrow. Get ready, get ready. Guess the, the river was still flowing. The water was still at flood stage. The, the water didn't even stop as they were consecrating, as they were preparing. The water stopped, hear this, when their feet hit the water. It takes both that preparation and the position of our hearts as we follow the prompt and that's the journey that God invites each and every one of us as individuals, but also collectively us as life center, as we get ready to cross over and take some new territory. So in this journey of the crossing, the prompt matters, the preparation matters, the position of our hearts matter. But at the end of the day, why should we be willing to step out of the familiar? Well, this brings us to the next part of the crossing. It's understanding the purpose. Understanding the purpose. Now, I wanna be clear that the familiar is not necessarily a bad thing. I don't know about you, I, I have some familiar things in my life. They bring me comfort. I have familiar things in my family. I have familiar things at church that, man, I, they, val, they, they are values to me. They matter to me. The familiar isn't a bad thing until it keeps us from being who God has called us to be and doing what God has called us to do. You see, what was the thing that God was putting in front of the people of Israel in Joshua chapter three? Well, their purpose was to cross over and not just, not just step out, not just cross over for crossing over's sake. The purpose was to take new ground. God had promised this new land to them, but they had to embrace that purpose in order for them to take that step. See, I wanna remind you today, where you are now is not the final destination. God has more for you. As an individual, that is so true. I believe that with all of my heart, that, that if you are still breathing, God is not done with you. It's not the final destination. What does that mean? There, there's more that he has for you. There's more that he wants to do in and through your life. And as much as that's true for us as individuals, it's also true for us collectively as Life Center. Where we are at right now is not the final destination. And that means that at times we have to be willing to leave the familiar, leave the comfort of the familiar and step out. But in order to do that, we have to keep that purpose in focus, that where I'm at right now, God is not done. There's, there's more that he wants to do in and through us as Life Center, just like there's more that he wants to do in and through me as a follower of Jesus. 
We have to hang on to our purpose. So here we find ourselves at the final segment of the crossing. So far, we've talked about listening to the prompt, the preparation and position of our heart, remembering the purpose. And finally, we come to this place where we focus on and we remember the promise. See, I want you to ask yourself this question. What is it that God has promised to us? Has he promised us no challenges or no battles? No. Has he promised you easy living, always peaceful days? No, no. You see, God has promised us something so much greater than those things. And what is it? God has promised his presence and his provision. You go back to Joshua chapter one and we look at God saying to Joshua, listen, I'm gonna be with you. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. And the good news is as followers of Jesus, we serve him as Emmanuel, God with us. You see, we move from a wilderness season to take new territory when we do what? Well, when we listen to the prompt, when we assume the, the right position in our hearts, but also we take that preparation, when we focus on the purpose, but then we, we remember the promise. You know, in 1 Peter chapter one, he's writing to a group of followers of Jesus and he makes this statement. He says, to prepare your mind for action. Then he says, set your hope fully on the grace that is gonna be revealed in Christ Jesus. You see, I think it's so important that as followers of Jesus and specifically individually and corporately at Life Center, that we prepare our minds for action now. Why? This is a crossover moment. All of this matters because of what's on the other side of crossover moments. Here, here's a few things that's on the other side of crossover moments. Guess what? On the other side of crossover moments, things look different. Now, for the children of Israel, they were leaving one side of the Jordan and going into this promised land, but life looked different on the other side of the river. And as we engage, as we take those steps of faith, as we journey with Jesus, things will look different. Also on the other side of crossover moments, God has new provision. We read in Joshua chapter five, verse 12, that all of a sudden the manna stopped. Now, for those of you who are familiar with the Old Testament story as God's people journeyed through the wilderness, every single day he fed them manna. He provided it every single day. And all of a sudden that provision, it, it stopped. Why? Well, they didn't need manna anymore because he had provided a land flowing with milk and honey. It was good. On the other side of crossover moments, guess what else there is? There's, there's new challenges. And I know when some of us hear that, we're like, well, Tyler, if there's more challenges on the other side of the river, why would I want to leave where I'm at? Tyler, I have enough challenges where I'm at today. But understand, even though there's new challenges on the other side of crossover moments, we must remember that the challenge is greater if we don't go. You see, a generation before 
They had also been on the verge of the promised land. They sent 12 spies in and instead of going in, instead of doing what God had called them to do, they said, we can't do this. And they spent the next 40 years wandering in the wilderness. And here's what I'm convinced of. God's best for your life, God's best for my life is not to just wander through the wilderness. Is there challenges in in crossing over? Absolutely, but the challenge is always greater when we just remain. Not only that, but on the other side of the river, on the other side of these crossover moments, there's some new territory to be taken. And, And here's what I'm convinced of. For us as Life Center, there's some new territory to take all across Pierce County all across every interaction that we have with people online. There's new territory to take. Every location, every language, every ministry. But as well for you individually as a follower of Jesus, there's some new territory to take. Now let me get specific for a moment. Life Center, what is it that we are crossing over into? Well, I think for us, we need to position our hearts and prepare our hearts that, man, it's, it's time, it's game time to welcome people and welcome people back to church. We've all experienced the, the shift that has happened in the local church during COVID, but hear me clearly, we can't wait for COVID to no longer exist. It's time. It's time for us to cross over. It's it's time for us to invest in the next generation like never before. Life Center, we got to invest in our kids and invest in our youth like never before. It's time for us to focus on formation and spiritual development, growing people, building people up in discipleship. It's time for us to be a church that will do a few things. Number one, we gotta be a church that is good at reaching wide. I don't wanna be a church that just reaches at a comfortable distance. I don't wanna be a church that just reaches where we're already reaching. I think we need to extend our reach. It's time for us to cross over. We also gotta be a church that focuses on building and equipping lives. That matters. I I wanna build people up. I wanna grow people who are gonna make an impact for the kingdom and make an impact in their families. At the end of the day, I think we gotta be a church that is willing to love well, love our community well. You see, we, we can reach wide, we can build and equip, and we're not just trying to fill seats in our buildings. We're not just trying to build big gatherings. We want to build big people. But if we do all of that and we don't love our city well, if we don't don't love God well, we've missed the assignment. We've got to reach wide. We've got to build and equip lives. We've got to love people well. This moment of the crossing is vital. And I believe our time is now. Thank God for 103 years of an incredible legacy. But but friends, that's just what we are building upon. It's time to take new ground and new territory. And yet, even as I talk about the crossing, I want to lean in just in this final moment on how important this idea is in our relationship with God. Because some of you today, you're about to make the greatest decision you've ever made. And what is that? You're about to experience the greatest crossing that any of us could ever experience. You see, this story is such a great picture for us of the gospel. 
You think about the children of Israel, there was no way that they could get themselves across that river that was at flood stage. And so what does God do? God sets in motion a plan to get his people across, not in their efforts, but through his plan and his provision. And the good news of the gospel is this, in very much the same way, my sin has created this flood water reality that I can't get myself across, but God set into motion his plan and provision of rescue in the person and the work of Jesus. And you see, because of who Jesus is and what he's accomplished for me and for you through his life, his death, and his resurrection, God came, he intervened to get us to the place and into the promise of his blessing. And listen, that's available for each and every one of us today. Some of you, that is your crossover moment today. But for others, listen, maybe we made that decision a long time ago. Maybe you just made that decision sometime in the last year. And yet Jesus is welcoming you to a different crossover moment today. For you, what is that? Maybe it's crossing over to take some new territory in your faith. Maybe you're gonna step out. You're gonna begin to grow in your faith like never before. You're gonna grow as a husband. You're gonna grow as a wife. You're gonna love your family better. Maybe you're gonna make that pivot and that shift from just being a consumer at church to being a contributor. We, we say it often, we don't just go to church, we are the church. Listen, I believe with all of my heart, Life Center, it's time for us to cross over. I don't wanna stay on the wrong side of the river. I wanna lean into all that God has for us. He has some new ground for us to take. And so let's get ready to cross over. Amen, amen. Hey, can we give a hand for that amazing word? Simply put, to wrap this all up, I'm going to ask that question. What is your crossing over moment? Reaching wide, investing in our youth and our kids. What is your crossing over moment? With that being said, uh, we have a couple next steps. And the reason we have next steps uh, is so that you hear such a message like that that may get you excited, that may have you thinking, what's my crossover moment? And that you don't just leave and, and you don't do anything with that. And so we have a couple of next steps. Like Pastor Tyler mentioned, uh, there's one that says saying yes to Jesus and having the greatest crossing over moment of your life. Seeing that in your life, maybe you've tried to do it by yourself, but now you're saying, I want Jesus in this life with me. Because I know he went up on a cross for me and rose three days later for me so that I could be forgiven and have salvation in him. Maybe that's your crossing over moment today, saying yes to Jesus. The second next step is this, joining us for our meal packing on November 13th, where we're going to be packing over 40,000 meals to send across the globe so that there is families and kids that can have food. Maybe that's your crossing over moment, that that we're not just reaching ride across the street, but we're reaching ride across the globe. Maybe this is your next step, investing in kids whether that's in our kids' ministry or in our youth ministry, saying uh, that I want to see the next generation, I want to see them loved and poured into now. It says for every young person or every kid from about 5 to 17 years old, 
if they have just one adult that is pouring into them and investing into them, they will follow Jesus for a lifetime. Just one. So maybe that's your crossing over moment today. Hey, today, could you guys stand with me if you're able? And we are going to pray. Maybe you're at home today. I'd love for you to stand with us as well. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the privilege that it is to have these crossing over moments. And God, we are so thankful that we don't have to do these without you, that you are the God of miracles. So we may look at it as impossible. We may look at it and see that we are not equipped. But since we have you, we can cross over into that moment. So Lord, I pray for the person that's saying that they're feeling called to to join us in meal packaging on November 13th. And they want to help serve the globe and serve the nations as we pack meals. Maybe that's their next step. Lord, I also pray for the person that's saying they want to invest in our students and invest in our youth and invest in the young people that are going to change the world so that more and more people know you. And God, I pray for that friend that's saying that their crossing over moment is coming to know you, God, saying yes to you. God, I pray that they would know that they are loved by the God of the universe. That like I said, that you went up on a cross for them, took their sins, came back three days later so that they could be forgiven and be found in you. So God, I pray if that is someone's crossing over moment that they would not be afraid, that they would not be filled with anxiety, but that they can know that they can run to you in your loving arms. Jesus, we thank you for this crossing over moment. In your beautiful name we pray, amen, 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 amen. Hey, can we make some noise for those who may have made that decision? Come on. Hey, so I'm going to invite our pastors and our prayer team. So if you have a prayer request, you can go ahead and come on up. But hey, remember, we don't just go to church, but we... All right, I'll see y'all soon.